Any interesting anecdotes? They never come when you force them. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we bid farewell to Jessica Jones and the Punisher on Netflix. Bon voyage, like the scene at the end of Lord of the Rings. It is literally a surprise to nobody at this point. <laughs> Wolverine and Professor X get Guinness World Records. Ooh, okay, cool. We'll, we'll talk about what they won. We also should not expect any Phase 4 MCU news till later this year, and we'll tell you when and more. <laughs> it's like the news is no news. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, what, what I like about this time of year, Mike, is uh, you, know what, you know what time of year it is? What time of year is it, Chris? It's when Kevin Feige comes out of his Feige hole, Ooh. and if he sees a shadow, it's a couple more weeks till the next MCU movie. And, and so. this, uh, this is just more motivation to make sure that Kevin Feige's movies get nominated for awards because he's forced to come out to those red carpet. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if for some reason he gets lucky enough and he starts to get nominated every year, maybe he won't come out every year because it's like... But this is, like, new. This is fresh to him. Like, he's never really been out there on the red carpet before for a superhero movie, so... Um, well, well, so we have this. In two weeks, he has to he has to be doing the press runs for Captain Marvel, which is in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then Endgame is, like, what, six weeks after that. So he's going to be out for an extended period of time. He might get a little bit of a sunburn. Yeah, a little yeah. concern. Get that sunscreen, Kevin. This is why he, he, he purposely didn't schedule any movies between July and March, mm-hmm. or July and May of next year, so he can go back and hide for a little bit for the next one. I, I can't wait until... Warner Brothers kind of, kind of gets a figurehead that reaches kind of like the uh, icon that uh, Kevin Feige has so we can uh, imagine what uh, sort of object that they might be crawling in and out of. We just need somebody else on the other end of the spectrum, you know? Yeah, exactly. And and But, I mean, as long as they have a nice hat line that we can buy into, <laughs> I will totally be on board. Uh, yeah, there you I, go. I guarantee you we're going to see one either tonight or, or for the Captain Marvel that he's mm-hmm. going to be wearing. So just keep your eyes open, and I will add that to my collection. Um, this week, uh, this weekend, I've really done a whole lot of nothing, Mike. Actually, <laughs> I, I'm going to add this. Video games have been my weekend because I need uh, to, to, to decompress a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've been playing Rocksmith. Rocksmith. What is that? So imagine Rock Band. Okay. With a real guitar. Whoa. Okay. And it teaches you the guitar as you play. Whoa. Like it starts you off really easy, single notes, and there's little games you can play to learn chord progression or scales and keys. And, okay. And, uh, stuff like that. So I've actually had it for a while, and I dug out my Avengers guitar, and I've been playing on that a little bit because I do have an Avengers guitar, and you, uh, it's uh, been really fun. You'll be at your local col- college campus under a tree playing Wonderwall in no time, Chris. Wonderwall is one of the songs you can buy. <laughs> However, <laughs> I course. don't have an acoustic. Uh, uh, okay, so yeah. If I pull out the bass, I'm actually better at my bass guitar than I am the regular, but I uh-huh. am just going to go ahead and I'm, I'm like, I'll pull out the 16 and give it... Give it something to feel. I'm feeling like I'm learning something while playing games, which is great. But uh, the biggest thing here, like I think, is interesting is um, in video game world, Xbox is talking about bringing their Game Pass service to the Nintendo Switch. Whoa! What? And uh- <laughs> I, brought, I, I pitched this to so Xbox as a Game Pass. It's essentially their Netflix for video games. They have a library of games on this. You you subscribe. Oh. It's like ten bucks a month. Okay. And you can download and play any of these games. So while it, you have this, it, it's not it's not like PS. It's not like the PS service, but it kind of is because on PlayStation you just get to download like three games like a month. Well, you're, right? You're thinking of so the Xbox has that games with gold, which is included with your online subscription, which is what the PlayStation Network gotcha. PSN free games. I think uh, I think PlayStation has a game streaming service. I I don't know what it's called. PlayStation Now is what they have. But Xbox is specific to to Xbox. Like mm. Halo games are on there. The new Crackdown game that just came out with the Terry Crews commercials and the character in it. That's on there the day one it launched. Like they're not they're not holding back any games from this service. So that's really cool. But the big thing is they're looking at putting this on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, weird. Which and that would use their cloud servers to play the games and it would render the feedback to you almost instantaneously. So you'd be playing a game on your Switch that's just 
on an Xbox server back to that, which Whoa. I think would be wild. Yeah, that is wild. Uh, first of all, the whole concept of streaming games is like new to me. I believe you sent me a text maybe like a week ago that said Google was launching their service. Yeah. And I, I had like the dumbest like old man subscription. I was like, so are you telling me I can go to like google.com slash video games and click on a video game and just start playing it? And you're like, yep, that's about right. And I was like, what? And then it, I didn't even know this was already happening on video game consoles. Yeah, the weirdest thing would be like that Microsoft would team up with Nintendo. But I guess one thing that I do know about Nintendo is they've always been far behind on this online gameplay. So like maybe I guess if Microsoft showed up and said, "Hey, we got all these servers ready to go," you know, you don't, you're not going to have to build all this infra- infrastructure and like hire these people to manage this. We already got it going. Just put your video games on it, you know, and you'll be good to go. And what I like is, you know, Xbox, the Game Pass, has a bunch of games already. Like, you don't have to worry about all those making the games. And the the problem with my Switch is I don't have enough games I want to play on it that are going to entertain me for a long period of time. So um, I'm, I'm really excited to see this with the Xbox games because they're already, I mean, there's hundreds of games on there already. Mm. And there is there is a smart thing about this. I should not consider myself a video game expert at all since I, the, my playing hours have dramatically dropped. But for, as far as I've known... Every time there's a new like Nintendo console, it always seems to be paired in somebody's home with either a PlayStation or an Xbox. It almost seems to be that secondary console that people want to own so they can play their Nintendo properties, but also they have a higher end console so they can play like their first person shooters or like these crazy new exclusive on the on these bigger consoles. So it would kind of make sense where like Nintendo maybe they wouldn't really care too much because they're like, well, we're not really competing with each other so much as like we're we go good together. But yeah, mm-hmm. that that would be wild. I mean, like two video game companies like teaming up under one banner, that'd be crazy. Yeah, so I think it would still be called uh, Xbox Game Pass because Microsoft renamed their Microsoft Game Studios to Xbox Game Studios this mm-hmm. year as well. And um it's again, this is one of the things like Microsoft is open to cross-platform play. Nintendo is open to cross-platform play. Um you can play Minecraft on both of those already with each other. But PlayStation is a holdout. So they are not going to jump on this at all, which I would love to see one day, like playing my, uh, like doing the PlayStation Now games on my Xbox or my play back and forth. I would love to see it eventually reach that peak, but I don't think we will. Minecraft is like this generation's like Angry Birds. You know how Angry yeah. Birds was like on every video game console. Like, don't worry, we got Angry Birds. Buy this weird like startup console that I'm trying to get going on Indiegogo because you'll be able to get Angry Birds on it. Now it's like as long as it can run Minecraft, but. Microsoft owns Minecraft now, so uh, well, I think actually I think you're 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 a little bit behind. Minecraft is is out. Fortnite's in, Mike. If it can play Fortnite, you're, hey, you're good I think to go. Fortnite's technically out now. What what's the uh, what's the new one that's taken over for Fortnite? Um, uh, you're thinking you're thinking uh, you're trying to say Apex Legends? Yeah, that's what I was told. Apex Apex Legends is the new Fortnite. And, and I mean, for two weeks, I, I can't say it is at all. Uh, but <laughs> but I, I mean, I've played both. Uh, they're they're if you like Call of Duty, you like Apex Legends, and you, if people are listening to me, they already know that. But Fortnite is—I like playing online with people more because you have four people in your group rather than three. But it's either here or there. I just think—I think the idea of, of cross, like, so for someone like you, I always think of you first, Mike, because I'm like Mike. He's not—you're not a hardcore video gamer, not but anymore. If you, Back in the day, I. But I, if you had <laughs> access to a lot of video games at once you'd be a much happier person. Yeah. I mean, before we started recording the show, I'm about to wrap up Bloodborne soon. I like I like games that I can just like easily pick up really quick, make a little bit of progress either on my character or in the game and then like put it down. I just it's hard for me to dedicate large blocks of time to any game. I like build up my progress through small chunks of time. So, yeah, I'll be looking for something soon. Yeah, I definitely I definitely think so. And uh, uh yeah, so I think I think that was that was really cool uh from my point of view, but Anyway, Mike, what's going on TV tonight? So PSA out there for everybody, more than likely you're listening to this podcast after the Oscars are wrapped up. So you might already know if any of these uh, movies that we've been talking about for the past year have been uh, been winners or not. But keep a lookout in case you grab this before or maybe you're one of those weird people that like DV the, DVR the Oscars like a football or basketball game. And they're like, no, 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 don't tell me who won. I'm watching it like tomorrow night or something like that. But look out for Black Panther, Infinity War, Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse is the favorite by a long shot i would say out of almost all of the categories in the oscars this year like spider verse is probably your best bet if you had to put money down on any category i think it's almost a shoe-in like 99.9 percent. i would be shocked if it didn't win best animated feature so i wouldn't worry too much about spider verse 
Infinity War, it's we're not really sure who's going to win mm. the best special VF- effects. VFX is such a toss-up on, yeah. on what they're looking at and what they're doing. As, as, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, especially when you have to think about the Academy, the voters. Like, I think the the favorite right now might be First Man, which is that, um, was it Apollo 11 mission? That, that yeah, space mission? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's like a space historical movie that probably a ton of the Academy has seen. You know, they're probably going to be like, oh, yeah, that's that space shuttle did look really good. I'll give that the the award. I'm not saying it doesn't deserve it, but Infinity War it's got a little bit uh, more to go there in that category. But the dark horse, no pun intended, uh, for best picture could be Black Panther, just because that category for best picture is ranked choice voting. So it all has to deal with who kind of gets the most votes in relation to like what ranked their place uh, in the voters' mind. So the best picture is like the the best movie that kind of everybody can agree on, not necessarily who got the most number one votes. So, you know, if like some of the Academy voters are just like, no, I don't like Netflix. I'm definitely not voting for Roma. Or if they're just kind of like, oh, well, Green Green Book was kind of like a safe pick, but I don't really know if that's something that I think needs to be number one. But like if enough people in the Academy put Black Panther for their maybe their number two or their number three slot and the number one spot kind of gets really divisive, we might see Black Panther as best picture. It's not impossible so that would be really, really crazy if Black Panther pulls out. So um, keep a lookout for that because that would be that would be huge. I'm sure we would wake up Monday morning to a lot of like pissed off movie fans because Black Panther was like you know it's a big blockbuster movie. You know it didn't really have the same type of formula most uh, Best Picture winners have. You know it doesn't have like the emotional like really small town I don't know farmer who well, whose land dried up and then he had to like go kill his dog or something like that you know it's just it has a different DNA in it but that would be crazy that would be nuts if Black Panther won Best Picture I, so all I'm saying is it's a possibility and it would be nuts if it happened yeah, it, it totally is. Uh, but there's been enough controversy around the Oscars and Academy Awards this year that what's another one if it wins? <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Up in arms, <laughs> I so. mean, they're, they're trying to always get more people to watch the Oscars. If Black Panther won, can you imagine how many people would be talking about the Oscars for the next couple of days? I mean, that's what they want. Yeah, or would it like prompt studios to make better superhero movies at the end of the day? Like, look, we now have a chance. We could actually get awards in our belt. And, and I don't know what that means for anybody because that doesn't necessarily translate to box office dollars, but maybe it could be something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Make somebody feel better. Um, but yeah, that's tonight. It's in, in my time. It's in two hours. It starts in two hours. Uh, is the best picture? Is that the last one they do? Yeah, that's always the last one. Yeah, of course they would. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, Mike, let's jump into the news here and get through this so I can go prep for my Academy Award viewing experience. There you go. It'll be background noise. I... I'm proud to say, and within one week, I finished the Umbrella Academy. Congratulations. Here's my golf clap for you, Chris. And I don't even have Netflix, Mike, so take <laughs> that. Um, but uh, we, I watched the first episode last week, and um, my wife caught the last 15 minutes with me, and then she had re- so we rewatched episode one, and then she's like, I can't not think about this show. We need to watch more. Mm-hmm. And then, before you know it, we watched all ten of them, Mike. And uh, if that tells you anything, I think it's a good show. What do you think of the Umbrella Academy? Spoiler-free, of course. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like we're planning on possibly doing a spoiler cast for the Umbrella Academy next week, possibly. So if you're unlike us that have like more important things to do than sit down and stream a comic book TV show uh, as quickly as possible, you know, you still got this week to watch it, and then you can tune into our spoiler cast here soon. But spoiler-free, I'd have to say I really loved it. It was really fun. It's really weird and wacky and kind of out there. You know, it's still very approachable, but they throw lots of things in this show that you think on paper would not work you're like you know well you got a superhero show okay that's cool okay they're all a bunch of misfits and like oh wait a minute you want to throw that in there wait that's this person's power Mm -hmm. it's like wait really that's how this person's gonna look and so it's really crazy uh you don't really know where it's gonna go yeah i'm i'm craving a season two i'm 
pretty sure it's going to get one. I would be shocked if it didn't get one. Uh, yeah, I, I loved all the characters. I think I talked last week about this character named Klaus, who is yeah. um, who played yeah who um, who was also in Misfits a few years back. Uh, I love that guy. He is just uh, he's just so fun to watch on screen. I get excited every time um, we get to see him do or any or inter- interact with anybody or anything. It's really great. Um, obviously they're all super powered, so it's fun to kind of learn about their powers throughout the show. You know, there's obviously mystery involved, so you get to learn the, the mystery of these different episodes. Um, there's, there's some parts that I think were, were weak that we can probably talk about, you know, next week more in detail, but overall I, I, I dug everything about it and, um, uh, it's, it's a, it's a strong recommend. Yeah, very much so. I mean, if the first episode doesn't hook you, the rest of it won't do won't do you any justice either. But that first episode will hook you. I will tell you, uh, the effects are great. And this, if you've read the book, this does not follow the book at all. Uh, like, like any, like you will be guessing the whole way through, pretty much by the end of this, because there's a lot of variations on the source material, but it's done in a, a way better fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say uh, there are seven children in this uh, show or, or, or in the Umbrella Academy. Five is my favorite, probably. I'm pretty close with, with um, five, Klaus, five, what five, 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 what man? It's weird. Like I'm trying to remember who five was without spoiling. Uh, what he, uh, it was? It was the is, yeah. It was the kid. It was the well. They're all kids at one point in time, but it's the kid with uh, the dark hair. Yes. Um, okay, that's kind of like a okay. I remember yeah. who he is now because they're all. Yeah. Sometimes they they call them by their names. Sometimes they call them by their numbers. He, but yeah, he was. He great. actually he actually never had a name. I'm pretty sure. So. Oh, I think you're right. You know, a yeah, really and, a, a good descriptive thing that I could have said that won't spoil anything was uh, the mannequin guy. <laughs> y- yes, exactly. There you go. You will, you'll know exactly what it is. Um, so, uh, yeah, the characters you just you like them. Uh, there are there are a couple episodes in the middle that blew my mind on how they were able to pull them off, mm-hmm. uh, especially for net. I mean, I don't think Netflix is a low budget thing, but. For Netflix, like I, this could have been a movie, and I would have watched it. You know, like a movie mm-hmm. uh, series, and uh, I would like to see more as well. And uh, yeah, I, I, my boss actually, she's been out of town for a couple of weeks. She came and said, "She's like, I saw this. I saw the first episode of the show, or the first half of it called uh, The Umbrella Academy, and I thought of you." And I'm like, "I've already, caught, I'm, I mean, I'm already, <laughs> I'm way beyond you." But yes, yeah. So she was actually going to sit down and watch it uh, this weekend as well, uh, while her kids were, were somewhere else. So she was very excited about it. like mm-hmm. people who are not comic book people are coming out of the woodwork to watch this show. And, uh, if we know anything about how Netflix chooses their shows, and we'll talk about that in a minute is based on viewership. And it sounds like it's getting tons and tons of viewers. Yeah. I mean, I loved, I loved all the performances for the most part. Uh, even like the antagonists, uh, had enough time to kind of develop their character and you really kind of felt for them by the end of it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I got I got to cut myself off there. I feel like I'm going to spoil yeah. something, but I, yeah, great I, I show, also, great show. I, I will say something you see in the trailer is we get a uh, very convincing looking live action monk talking monkey in a suit mm-hmm. uh, throughout the whole show. Like they don't they they they, they use him uh, when they need to because I mean there's a bunch of characters they got to juggle all the time, but like mm-hmm. not once did I not think he was there or believable. Yeah, so. it was it was beautiful, and I think also you know the budget helped that all as well. But I think the technology for rendering CG characters in general is getting more and more affordable. So I think maybe mm-hmm. we'll see more stuff like that in the future, which is really great. And Mike got to see um, the reveal for 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 number one. Uh, as uh, well. So. Oh yeah, we did briefly talk about that last yeah, week. Last week, you uh, can you, you can see the hulking body. Yeah, you can see all the promos. There is this one guy that's very very big, and you just want to know what's under his shirt. And then when I saw it, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Mike Mike was very much uh, he got what he wanted. Yeah, right and and the, and what you see doesn't even get explained until later in the series. So you're just like you're just looking at it and like, "Wait, why?" Yeah. And no one's they really don't... questioning it, and you're just like, "What's going on?" They 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 do like the flashbacks about the whole show. So you learn about the kids' abilities mm-hmm. like when they're kids and adults, and it's great. I just it's, you love all the characters. You get so much time with them. So without saying anything else, I think it's a big, strong recommend from us. If you mm-hmm. get a chance, to watch the first episode on Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, they uh, canceled Jessica Jones and The Punisher. Jessica Jones season three hasn't even aired yet, but it will air. Um, but uh, they have officially knocked them off their docket for any further shows. Enough to even make uh, Eminem. <laughs> tweet about it yeah i was, about, was, I was about to say uh, uh he, eminem's getting pissed off when i even saw uh, john burnfall i guess uh replied to him back uh c- proc- yeah. proclaiming him as king 
So yeah. I haven't got around to watching the second season of The Punisher. I'm sure it's great. The first season was really, really good. But honestly, um, it's really hard for me to commit myself to these Netflix shows anymore, especially since I know they're not really going anywhere. And Jessica Jones may be the only one out of all of these Netflix shows that got canceled that might have a satisfying series finale because it was so it was much later in the production. So maybe they had a chance to pivot. So the last episode might be a nice nice closing i know there's a bunch of rumors out there of you know people trying to save these shows i mean i'm not 100 percent sure if that's going to happen so i don't know maybe one day if i'm born got nothing else to do i'll like pop in daredevil finish up that season uh i think i might check out jessica jones just because it's been one of the stronger of the seasons and i'm already two seasons committed and it's already got three. It's got. It's one of the two that got three. So I mean, I, I feel I feel confident in there. And I, you know, there's no rush to watch it either, which is yeah, great. Exactly. Uh, and I also, I mean, I don't know if I told you this. I got the first two seasons of Daredevil on Blu-ray for Christmas. So like, um, I may be adding these to my physical collection as well, and and going that route. So they don't have Netflix anymore. Chris, the completionist over there. Yeah, I, very much so. I got to check those boxes off. But the rumor is FX or Hulu, um, which will be owned by Disney when we're we're all said and done could mm-hmm. save these shows because I, you know, I read not to not to beat a dead horse but again I read this week that the reason they were canceled was Netflix bases their shows off viewership mm-hmm. which uh, you know based on their marketing they weren't going to push a whole lot of viewers on these shows and the licensing fees like they don't own the sh- Netflix doesn't own the characters or I think I think they own the shows about the characters so they had to license them through Marvel mm-hmm. and their their prices were just not a good return on investment at this rate so um, that's kind of what it is. So there may be a stipulation you can't have them for X, like you can't do anything with these for like X amount of months or whatever, and they could come back on these and just pick them up where they want. But like I, I mean, I've said this before, I don't need them in my Marvel Cinematic. I don't need them in my connected universe because nothing they did connected to the larger picture. I would much rather, as the the TV presence dwindles down on Marvel TV, it's about to explode on Disney Plus. And give us those really tightly connected shows mm-hmm. to to the larger movie universe, which uh, is you know, handled by um, Kevin Feige, as we'll we'll talk about. Well, so. and also one thing that I think about is uh, these are very kind of dramatic superhero shows, and you could you could you know reference maybe the CW to say, oh look how long those shows have run. But I just feel like there's not a whole lot of track left on these shows without giving them a lot mm. more properties that they can hook onto, like throwing in brand new char- like throwing in characters that we're familiar with, you know, letting them expand like throughout the MCU, like kind of kind of bringing them back through the breathe new life. But you know, Disney that's not in their best interest to like prop up their competitor Netflix, even if it might give them cash. Because I think we said on the show maybe a month or two ago, like how much money Disney actually was leaving on the table by not letting Netflix have all of these Disney shows that they could stream. Like they're going all in on their own service. So like, it's not surprising that they're not going to, they're not going to help those shows uh, flower. But I I mean, Hulu's a a big question mark because, you know, Netflix does have a stake in Hulu. So I'm not really sure what's going to go on there. You know, Netflix has a stake in Hulu. I mean, Disney, sorry. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, well, Disney will own all of, like, FX and Hulu when it's all said and done. So they could, if they get the rights, like, hey, maybe we can air them, or what? what's the phrase I'm looking for here? Um, Rebroadcast them or something? Yeah, syndicate them, like, syndicate them. I, like, I they, can't, they I don't think, I don't think it would work well on uh, FX, just because these shows have different, totally different, like, time paths. Sometimes they run, like, 60 minutes, like, where do you put the commercials in to throw oh, it up I on mean, FX, I mean, you know? Unless it's, like, one of their, like, FX has, like, three channels. Maybe they put on one that doesn't have any commercials. Or, but, like, or they think they have a streaming option, too. Maybe they'll just put it there. Yeah, so at the end of the day, I just, I mean, I'm sad they're canceled, but, like, they needed to also maybe dive into the crazy a little bit more, like, the the not-so-serious dark alley slash hallway beat-em-up scenes, and get a little wilder uh, at the end of the day, because, like, even the MC has embraced its cosmic and, and unnatural roots a little bit more, and that's what made it more fun and more enjoyable and, like, a little more, I guess, um, not predictable, at the end of the day, because some of these MCU shows are very predictable. Like, you know, you can see everything coming a mile away. Well, on uh, Netflix. don't say that to the Daredevil fans because they are out there in Times Square trying to get that show back. Yeah, the de- well, whoever, any, there are people, I don't know who has the money for this, but there's a Daredevil thing in Times Square, a billboard 
hashtag Save Daredevil. There's like I don't know four or five actually rotating digital billboards mm-hmm. out there right now, and they, they have a big tall banner that says Save Daredevil. I think there's there's actually Matt Murdock, Daredevil, Wilson Fisk, I think, and a couple other people, and then some quotes from it at the bottom. So uh, if you've got the time and money to save Daredevil, um, you know this is what they want to do. <laughs> but I, w- to what end? Yeah, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't take it too seriously because I think I saw whoever made those billboards. I think I saw the official Instagram post of them reacting to it, and I think they were only able to buy like a couple seconds of time on those rotating banners. So I don't think it's any sort of like huge investment. But I mean, yeah, it, it, it is kind of weird because like when a network show gets canceled. Um, everyone just assumes that like, oh, maybe someone else will save it. You know, Amazon saves the expanse, you know, NBC saves Brooklyn nine, nine, but we don't really know what happens when a streaming show gets canceled, you know, cause usually it's the streaming service that would save it. So it's, it is kind of weird. You're in weird territory that you don't really know what to do. I guess like, are you trying to appeal to Netflix to try to tell them to make more? Cause that ain't happening. Are you just trying to let Disney know that they should put Charlie Cox back up on the screen. But I mean, I I've seen, um, I've seen reports of like Mike Coulter, who's, uh, got signed on to some sort of like network drama. And some of these other actors are signing things. So they're all moving on, uh, getting work. So maybe we need to also. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know at the end of the day. <laughs> um, this is just one of the things like if I would love to see a daredevil more ingrained in the MCU, than the one we have currently in, screen, mm-hmm. in, in in iteration. So if Disney Plus is going to bring back a better Defenders show with characters that actually are, you know, connected to these events rather than just referencing, quote, unquote, the incident mm-hmm. or the Sokovia Accords, like, yeah, please do that, please, a little bit. I would like love a, to see that. Like, a, imagine a storyline where, like, you know, it seems like we might be getting a secret invasion at some point in the MCU where, uh, you know, these scrolls have have invaded Earth. Imagine if there was, like, a rogue scroll that just, like, didn't want to do what all the other scrolls were doing. He was just trying to make his own kind of, like, sliver of Earth his own. Maybe he was, like, a scroll mobster. And, like, there's a new daredevil that's trying to go after this scroll. So, like, you know, in, like, mm. one of the cra- like the, you're watching this episode where you think he's about to, like, take on this big baddie. Then, bam, all of a sudden, fucking turns into an alien. Now Matt Murdock has to figure out how to fight an alien. Like, that would be crazy. That's, like, a cool storyline that you might see in a comic book, you know, so I, you know, yeah, and, that's and what we, we want to see. And I don't need Spider-Man swinging into my Disney Plus shows. I don't need the crossovers to make it work. Mm-hmm. Like those larger event stories, like you just mentioned, are enough for me to make it feel like, oh, this is actually going on. And they can probably schedule them out better that way. Um, so they can maybe even like if they did a team up that res- was responding to the event going on in the movies at the same time would be mm-hmm. awesome. Like. Like, what if we had, like, I mean, this is, we can't do it now, but, like, what if we had, like, right now, all the shows were only had half the people in the world. Like, like and that was going on in between Endgame and Infinity War. Like, wouldn't that be much more realistic and feel better about all the shows if they could do that at the mm-hmm. same time? So, um, yeah, I, 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 I like, I like the shows on Netflix, but we do not need to save them. They're, they they were good for the time that we had them and they were great and I think it's just I think it's just time to move on because if they're renewed it's going to be two more years and we're already going to be two more years into these superhero cinematic universes Endgame's going to be come and gone like you know Warner Brothers is going to be like kicking up their Batman movies we're just going to be in like this whole new ball game and it's just like is anybody really going to care about yeah. that version of Daredevil in a couple years I just don't I don't think so I don't, I don't even care now so, there we go <laughs> boom Roasted. But speaking of the MCU, in, in Phase 4, Kevin Feige uh, has said that no Phase 4 plans will be announced until after Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home are in theaters. So that makes me think Far From Home may have a larger place than we think it does right now. Mm, that leaves me craving the post credit scene right there. Ooh. That or just the events in general. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they may be showing us very early footage, you know, still like in the movie. And maybe Mysterio is a larger thing than we think, or the world's yeah. a different place than we think it is. Yeah, I mean, we we saw those elementals in the trailer for Far From Home, and I don't think anybody out there has quite questioned what's making these elementals. Like, that's a pretty big, like, kind of science fiction esque enemy there. Like, how do you you know how do you explain that? How do you explain these things being able to turn into like water or rock or air or fire or whatever they end up being? Like, 
how do you explain that? Like, you know, and also Mysterio, where does he get those powers? You know, that could really be leading into what we're looking at for the next, you know, phase. Maybe those elementals are, maybe they're freaking mutants. Maybe that's our, maybe that's our intro to what mutants are. Maybe if mutants are brand new to the earth, to the globe, maybe like our first few mutants are a little bit more, um, they're a little bit more proto. They're a little bit more rough around the edges. They're just straight up lava monsters. And maybe the next few generations of mutants after Spider-Man are a little bit more refined and maybe we'll finally, you know, get like, you know, an actual humanoid. So that, I mean, that could be a possibility. Yeah. Or it could be even like less dramatic and be like, oh, this is an alternate universe or maybe this took place in the soul stone world or something that's entirely off the board. Maybe it's a scrawl experimentation. Who knows? Yeah. There's a bunch that we just don't know and we're not going to get answers until I'm thinking July, Mike. I'm thinking San Diego Comic-Con. We're going to be, that episode's going to be so lit because we will have been there in person and... And I didn't realize this. This is the fiftieth anniversary of Comic Con. So oh my a, god, this that's is a, that's amazing. That's a big that's a big time. It is. Also, Kevin Feige said there is no mandate in in their their contracts to make more than two films a year. But if they have good stories and everything lines up, they more than certainly will. Sounds, so, par, sounds part of the course. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, next year is really sad because we only get two films, and you know we're we're spoiled on three right now. So. Um, taking that step back is going to be hard, but I think the quality might get better. I don't know. I think the addition of the mutants and the fantastic, I think there may be stuff they're not announcing they're working on, Mike. Like that would be the killer thing in July. Like, Hey, we're starting the production of fantastic four tomorrow. Yeah. Here, and here, here, here are your characters. Yeah. Here's the cast. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. But, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. He also came out of his Feige hole to say that there is uh, the Black Widow film will not be R-rated. Not um, surprised. <laughs> get really not surprised at all. Like everyone kind of ran with that um, to begin with, and like that's it. But does that mean the film is now confirmed because he said Black Widow is not R-rated, or is it just more like any movie we'll make will not be R-rated kind of? Thing. It seems like that the trains are already moving on Black Widow. They've already kind of made statements, talked about th- things they'd like to do. I guess no confirmation. It would be so weird if there wasn't a Black Widow movie now. <laughs> after all the talk around it, you know. If they canceled it at this rate, they will. I mean, this, they, they're still in the window to cancel it. But it sounds like, look, we're going to get this up by May next year. We're going to have a script done by this May. We'll film over the summer, and boom, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll be good to go. So, I think that's our big one. Our big one for May to get it done because it's probably very not special effects heavy, and I, th- I still think Eternals is the one in November. Also, Guardians of the Galaxy three, which was that movie next year that was taken off the 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 plate. Uh, Kevin Feige did confirm, as we heard a billion times, mm. James Gunn's script will be used for this movie. Yeah. So we we all know my opinion on that. I went on a rant last time we talked about it, so I'll save everybody everybody my angry rant this time. So yes, but <laughs> yes, we have this. We're probably not going to bring this up again unless the script script leaks online and then we go over it. But that's really about the extent of it. Um, I, I think everyone will be happy about it. I think the longest wait is going to be finding someone willing to direct it at this point. So um, they might be might be working on it. They, they could go ask uh, James Cameron. He'll he'll direct anything. Down <laughs> that down, would so. be crazy. James Cameron on Guardians. 3. James Cameron's Guardians Three. Wow. And it's got Alien and Terminator uh, crossovers in it and everything. It just... <laughs> Who who's the director? I feel like for the last decade, everyone's been pitching for the next superhero movie. Um, did he did a uh, Kickass and Kingsman? Oh, uh, Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, I feel like yeah. his name his name's probably gonna pop up at well, some point. He in time. he was he's he was highly rumored. Well, he did X Men. Uh, first class. First right? class. Yeah. yeah, I think. And then he was also rumored for Superman for a while. Um, so he he could they could maybe may, what if they got um, oh the guy who did um Scott Pilgrim. And he was originally oh Edgar right Edgar right yeah they brought like, hey, can you come do this no remember he said he said James Gunn so that's that'd be funny Captain Marvel is less than two weeks away I cannot believe this this is this is sneaking up on me Mike like yes, this movie very much so coming in here but it's being review bombed on Rotten Tomatoes by misogynists and their ilk right oh now. my god <laughs> it's like sitting at like fifty percent and the movie's not even out like no one's seen it and like but that's audience score not critic score. Did, so the, that's not, did the same thing happen to Wonder Woman? Um, uh, no, Black Panther had the same thing happen. Oh um, my gosh, what is what is wrong with you people? Like, people are just jerks. 
yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'd have to go find it, but like, I get, I never see, unless I select it and I'm not, I'm not logged in right now, like, you don't see the audience score right away, so, like, that's always a plus, like, yeah, this isn't really gonna help a lot of people, like, yeah. the, the average moviegoer is just gonna see... And the only real reason it's making news right now is just because if you get there early enough before any of the real reviews come in, you can kind of make a little bit of a splash. You can be like, oh, look at what we did. There's enough enough of us that organized that we were able to shit on this movie that we haven't even seen yet, and we're only doing it because it's a female-led movie and we're just really gross and disgusting people. Uh, but I, I, safely, yeah. I would safely assume that this will all get washed away once all the real reviews come in because I would assume – I'm not sure on the statistics but i would think all rotten tomato movies don't get the same number of reviews based on their popularity but this is going to be an extremely popular movie it'll get reviewed in waves and waves of people whether it's positive or not i'm sure it will be statistically significant enough to drown out any of these trolls so it sucks but i wouldn't worry about it too much i think um um uh, Zachary Levi made some sort of post out there because they were trying to pull his movie into it, saying he's the only like Captain Marvel that should be out there. Yeah. You know, he's like a man and everything. And I think he responded, it's like, no, you're all jerks. Like, knock it off. This is stupid. So uh, I'm glad at least he's out there batting uh, for Brie Larson. So yeah, uh, it seems but, like I might see this movie out of spite now. <laughs> uh, like I twice. Might see it twice now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to go several times. Actually, I'm very excited for this movie. Uh, it's also got a cat in it. Uh, I'm a cat person. And to celebrate Love Your Pet Day this week, Marvel put up a live stream of the cat who played Goose the Cat just doing cat shit all over, like, this little space. Oh, in, is, was, that the, was, that the, the, was that the source of the video that you made with your cat? Watch? Were you watching it with your yes. cat? So, so I, sent, <laughs> I sent this video to my wife, um, and, uh, so, and then she took a video of the cat on the screen, but my orange cat was intently watching Oh, the hell out of this other orange cat. She was like, "Oh, I found, I found who I want to be." <laughs> I'm clicking through the live stream right now. This is great. It's just like Goose is just like sitting in a little cat bed. They got a just... green screen behind the bed too, and they <laughs> keep doing that. <laughs> this is really great. I'm just like clicking through it. This... Oh, oh my god! If you go to the 41 minute mark, Sam Jackson just comes in and pets the cat. He this does is great. <laughs> he goes and picks it up because it, it like ran over to the edge. He brings it back in and sets it down. Like this yeah. is. This was the best feed ever. Yeah, I was just like, is that just like a, did like a boom operator or somebody come in like, or a camera to fix like the, I was like, no, that's Sam Jackson just hanging out. Like, so I would imagine maybe this is an Atlanta studio or maybe Sam Jackson is just in town, but this is hilarious. This is great. Oh, what a nice cat. I'm just watching him pet the cat. This is great. Chris, uh, podcast over. I'm just going to watch this for the next. Yeah, uh, pretty much. And this cat is like so chill too. Like they get a laser pointer to keep bringing him back to the bed for the green screen. And you could have voted on where, what the background was was using scenes from the movie my wife put it on and my cat stared at it all day i have another (laughs) picture of my other cat she jumped onto the tv stand to look at the cat like she was very excited oh my gosh like there's a cat in this box in our house i'm just gonna stare at it yeah like oh my gosh this cat's a superhero i can be a superhero now too so (laughs) even cats need them so i think i think the video was really really fun and uh kind of clever for marvel to to do something like that with the cat agents of shield i thought they'd already done this they've already they're now just starting season seven filming uh, I thought they did six and seven back to back. Apparently not. Mm-hmm. So uh, seven has started filming, which means, you know, we say about a year out. But what if they drop it in the spring or like the January season rather than make us wait a whole year or even yeah. sooner? I mean, it could be possible because these are basically they're calling them season six and seven. But I mean, if you were kind of to compare it to the rest of the series, it's they're just the season. next season like split in half. So I guess maybe they just kind of split their production in half. We'll do one, one, I'll put quotes around the word season, one season here and then one season there. So, but it makes sense to kind of break it up. It wouldn't be the first show that does that. I know South Park, they kind of, they, they still consider it one season, but they do split it down the middle, kind of put the first half of one part of the year, the second half no, of no, the other part of the year. Yeah, they do. No. South Park does that. Absolutely. They, no, they, they just do 10 episodes. That's it. Well, then they're considering it either... Two nope, seasons. seasons. If nope. it's one season, there's definitely two seasons in a year. They don't wait a whole like you know like eleven eleven Go. months to come out with it. You know Go we're not going to do it now. But Chris, I know I'm right. Damn it, I know I, I'm I, right. I'm <laughs> going to say you're wrong. So I'm not going to look it up right now either. But I guarantee you they only ten a year because they only go back into production once, uh, and they do them in one week at a time. So, but either way, they're doing thirteen episodes season. Season six is in May. If season seven's filming now, when when can that? start film like airing like the maybe this fall like 
If it's only 13 episodes, that's not too bad, is it? Like, what's the usually TV turnaround on that? Like, yeah, I mean, and it could possibly be the last season. Yeah, I think they may try to push it out. What if they do season seven ends and the next day it's launched on Disney Plus, all the seasons? Ooh, like, I mean, that's how they're going to do whatever they can to get people there, you know? And this directly interacts with the MCU way more than any of the Netflix shows. Like, even Sif was in an episode, uh, Nick Fury is in an episode. Uh, we haven't anything that large in a while, but like, still, like they they this is in there, so they could do that. That'd be a great way. I still want to see awesome playlists on Disney Plus, like the MCU in chronological order. So you watch a movie and then a couple episodes of Shield, and then a movie and then Agent Carter. You know, kind of like that. Wouldn't okay, that be? okay, Chris, I have to take this back to South Park just real quick. I had to Google it, and uh, we're. This is one of those situations where this happens to me and my wife a lot. We'll get into a disagreement over something to come to the conclusion that we were kind of both right, but maybe one of us was uh, a little bit more right. So I, 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 just to bring this up, because, yes, the more current seasons uh, in the last couple of years have, yes, all indeed been one season a year. So, Chris, I will bestow you the wand of righteousness for you are right. <laughs> but if you do go back just a couple of seasons, they used to do – 14 episode seasons and then they would air from March to April and then they would take a long break and then they would do October to November. So in the past they have broken up larger chunks in half but same year. So I will take half of that wand of righteousness like maybe the maybe the chopstick of righteousness and I will hold on to that. I'll give you I'll give you a third because (laughs) I knew I watch South Park every year it comes out and I know it's only 10 episodes the last six years so I was, I was I was very confident in my well I have not been paying attention apparently no it's fine but that's that's cool I mean yeah so anyway but shortest episode of Shield could be could be here could be could be later Mike's favorite news this week I think is Ooh. Wolverine the Lost Trail yeah. which is the follow up to the Long Night podcast is launching next month. March twenty fifth. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if they drop them all at the same time on Stitcher Premium, or if it's a week by week basis. I, you know, I think the last I, one was weekly. Yeah, but I think eventually it does it does come free yes. to like iTunes and other services. And when that happens, that might be all at once. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I mean technically they could because they got them all. You know, they have them in their pocket. They could just drop them all at once, and they're all free anyway. So you might as well. Uh, so I don't know if I'm gonna wait until they're free or not. You know, this isn't a thing that I have to worry too much about spoilers about. I mean. The, the long night has been out there for a while now. I don't think anybody even knows about it or it's been spoiled for them. So I don't think you have to worry about rushing to it, but I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Uh, I listened to the little kind of audio trailer of it and um, it, it sounds cool. It, it definitely picks up where the last one left off. So yeah, I love it. I love hearing somebody else play Wolverine, kind of diving into a different version of the character. They do... Uh, they, they do audibly describe Wolverine as a person, as a human character in the podcast, and they do say he's short, he's built, like he's dense, he's like this little tough guy. So you're getting a very authentic Wolverine from the comic books in this podcast. So yeah, go out there, listen to the first season, The Long Night, and then uh, gear up for this uh, second one. I'm excited, Chris. There you go. It'll be out in, in just in time for summer when you have the littlest amount of night possible. <laughs> yeah, that was my reco- that was my recommendation last week to kind of fit the tone of the show. Uh, listen to it at night on your commute home, but uh, maybe I'll just have to start leaving work later when the sun's down. To listen Thankfully, to it. this one's not called the Lost Night; it's the Lost Trail, so you'll be good. I think yeah. I think you'll be okay this season. I'll have to watch it in the bright morning. That'll be the only time I can watch yeah. it. Yeah. Oh God, this is Wolverine shows too bright for me to listen to. Um, but anyway, speaking of Wolverine on that front, the X-Men movie franchise, Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart have received Guinness World Records for pl- the longest career as a live-action Marvel superhero. Wow. With a <laughs> total of 16 years, 228 days between the debut of X-Men 1, and I believe they ended in Logan. I don't know if they'll be in um, Dark Phoenix or not now. If they got this right before Dark Phoenix came out, so mm, yeah, maybe. Um, or since this was very close, to, like this is right after Dark Phoenix would have came out, maybe they were holding like waiting till till maybe maybe it's a spoiler. Yeah, maybe we'll, it's a, we'll find out later. This is a very narrow uh, Guinness World Record too, because I'm reading like your quotes here. It says longest career as a live action 
Marvel superheroes. So it just seems like they're kind of saying, well, there, you know, there's a DC character out there, you know, too, that could get this in a different category. Or if it's just not superhero in general, it could just be any like movie character. I wonder what that person is. But you know, good for them. They, they've they've put in their work for sure. Mm-hmm. And like the, those two, Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman are synonymous with those characters. Like, like oh yeah. You, one of the great all-time castings, too. I wonder if their longevity has also come from the fact that it was just such good casting. They just really nailed it. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know, but they, they've they only gotten better, too, I think. You know, like, Wolverine started off okay-looking, like, for 2000s movie, but by the end, he was, like, the Wolverine in, in the Wolverine movie. He looked really good, and I, I really appreciated that, so... That's good. I think uh, Samuel Jackson came out like the day after. He's like, "Oh, I want to beat that." So I think we'll we might be seeing him, Robert Downey Jr. You know, in some Marvel Cinematic Universe awards coming up later. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think that's fun. Get us added some fun categories. You know, things you would normally just look up on Wikipedia. Uh, but there you go. Elite Battle Angel opened up to sixty over sixty four million in. China, mm-hmm. uh, pushing this well over 260, 250 million total. It's the largest opening for Fox over there as well. Um, like we said, China is eating this movie up right now. Like they are just loving it to death, Mike. So yeah, I think that we're a little, we're a step closer to a sequel. And yeah. I think someone, I think one of our, one of our Twitter followers, uh, Chris Kidman, uh, the nerd Hall news said that the sequel might be called Alita fallen angel. Instead of battling, oh, that's a clever title. I like that. Yeah, that may also be one of the book names. I think like one of the the manga names or something like that. Um, but I did. I want. I want to drop some fun facts for you on Alita right now. The uh, cinematographer okay. for Alita, okay, is Bill Pope, who has done cult films like Army of Darkness, okay, Blank Check, <laughs> all right, <laughs> Clueless, okay, then went straight to the Matrix. Wow. Uh, then Spider Man Two. All right. Immediately after that was Team America. Oh, okay. <laughs> then he did Scott Pilgrim later on in his life. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Then he did The Jungle Book for Disney. Uh-huh. And then did uh, Baby Driver and then The the Kid Who Would Be King, which came out in January. Wow. And then Alita Battle Angel. This guy is all over the place. On that the is night. a storied like- career. That's somebody that you need to get on a podcast and interview. That's somebody you really want to hear stories from. He has been involved in a lot. Wow. How, how did you go from Clueless to The Matrix? Like, Clueless is like the – I don't think about cinematography at all in that movie. And he, then immediately, The Matrix is the most cinematographic movie in the 99, I think. He was the cinematographer on one of my favorite adulthood films and one of my favorite childhood films, Scott Pilgrim and Blank Check. I love Blank Check. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> I don't he, think he about the cinema. Yeah, I don't think about the cinematography in that movie at all, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Bill Bill Pope, I mean, he had other movies. He did The Spirit. I don't know if you remember The Spirit. In, yeah, that was oh, kind right? of the Sin City kind of-esque film. Yeah, yeah. Frank, I think Frank Miller did that that one as well. Men in Black Three, Spider Man Three, the Matrix sequels that we don't talk about. Uh, he's just, the world's in. I mean, he's been with Edgar Wright on a lot of his movies lately. So this guy's all over the place, and I just had to look him up because I'm like, no one looks up the cinematographer on a movie. <laughs> and God, I'm so glad I did on this one. I I will tell you that right now. So. There you go. There's your fun fact for at least Battle Angel Mike. All right. Let's jump into Star Wars news, which we, we don't Ooh, have a lot of lately. Star Wars. This, this making me nervous. Yeah, I've been hearing about that dumb tweet from like two weeks ago that was like, something's coming soon. And then I was just like looking at my watch. I was like, that was half a calendar. That was half a calendar month ago. Yeah, Where that, the hell is this trailer? That's been so far in our ep- show notes. Mike's forgotten we even talked about it, I think. Yeah. So. Uh, but the. Obi-Wan Kenobi series is in works for Disney Plus now rather than a movie. Um, all right, the movie, all right. The movie, good things were said about the script in this movie. People were excited, but the, the low return, I think, on maybe Solo kind of soured everyone to spinoffs. And, like, yeah, you know, I could Star see Wars, that. We, were, we were very burnt out for Star Wars in, like, mm-hmm. a four-month period, five-month period. But this could span up to six episodes instead with Ewan McGregor in the role, which I... I would be okay with this if this is the way they have to go instead of a movie. Hmm. This is kind of an interesting strategy I'm starting to see that Disney Plus might be doing. I don't know if their episode count 
is maybe going to evolve over the over the life of the streaming service. But it seems like if you're a brand new streaming service on the block, you're not the you're not the new kid, you're not the newest kid or the first kid on the street like Netflix was, you know, Hulu a little bit after, Amazon Prime a little after that. You got a lot of groundwork to make up. So maybe their strategy is, hey, it, the number of episodes that we make isn't as important as we need to just make the best possible single episodes we can make. So we're going to make these series like Loki, Scarlet Witch, you know, the the Bounty Hunter movie. I already forgot the, oh, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Let's do low episode counts, cram money into each episode. So they're basically like Game of Thrones episode level. And just so when we release it, people are just watching these incredibly high level Series and then bam, they want to subscribe to Disney Plus. You know, we're just really hitting them over the head with premium, premium quality stuff, even though you could probably just binge it in a day basically and then you're done with it. So uh, I would wonder if maybe that would evolve over time because in a streaming service, you, you want your your return on investment you want to be able to dive in there and watch for hours and hours and hours so maybe these first few disney streaming shows like the star wars and the marvels will be like six episodes but maybe about a year two three in maybe they'll evolve to like the 10 13 episode mark mandalorian is 10 episodes already Oh, okay so that's good that's close like if, if they can get 10 episode series in the quality of umbrella academy every time i'm on board Mm-hmm. I mean that I think I think that's that's makes sense but also you have to think about the library of Disney adding on the Fox and licensing other movies like I think they're going to release these shows every week to mm-hmm. keep people coming back rather than the drop everything at once like Netflix does um because like you said the retention is going to be huge so I think maybe if they do like oh here's we have a a six four to six week Obi Wan Kenobi thing. Come join us this month. You get like a month free trial or a week free trial. You're hooked. Yeah. You got to come back and keep I, it going. Yeah, so. I actually don't mind that. Uh, I think some shows work great when they're all dumped at once. I actually don't mind the week by week watching. Uh, because it doesn't really remind me of cable at all. Commercials remind me of cable. So they can do whatever they want as long as there's not a single lick of a commercial in there. And also the week by week viewing. Uh, is a little bit more exciting, you know, because you can go into the office the next day, or if you're, you know, you can go into class the next day, and you can talk to your your friends or coworkers about, oh, did you watch that episode of The Mandalorian last night? That was crazy. Like, I can't really do that with the Umbrella Academy. You know, I haven't gotten around to watching Russian Doll yet on Netflix, but some people around my office are talking about that, and I have to, like, close my ears and run away because I haven't even, like, even watched one episode yet. So there are pros to the week-by-week week approach for sure. I... I like the, the 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 scheduling of it because sometimes it's hard for me and my wife to sit down and do like, hey, we need to watch like three episodes. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I do that, but like we're doing one a week. That's much easier on us. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I do miss the scheduling. I don't miss the commercials. I agree with you there. Um, production is also launched on an unrevealed Star Wars TV series in the UK. Ooh, it's called <laughs> Series Three Productions Limited. No one knows what it is. But they're already starting production. Whether that's like set building or what, I don't know. But it's likely to be revealed at Star Wars Celebration in April. Um, I no guesses on what this is. Like I, I literally have no guesses on what this could be. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking, oh, maybe they're trying to move those. Maybe they're trying to move that Ryan Johnson development deal from the big screen to the smaller streaming screen. But it seems like this might be something totally different than that. It is. Well, Ryan Johnson also like last week. Maybe he went online and was like, "Yeah, the, my movies are still happening, and so are the Game of Thrones guys." Yeah, I believe they've they've kind of reversed the order of them though, because I think I don't think it was ever official what order that they were going to come out, but I think everyone thought Ryan Johnson's were going to come first, and then the what are the what is their name Bendoff the Bendoff guys or or Game one of them Thrones, is or maybe whatever. one of them is named Bendoff because they're not brothers, are they? I thought no. Okay, no. one of them's named Bendoff and Wise or Weiss. Wise or is what I think it is. Yeah, yeah, Bendoff and Wise, and I think everybody thought those were going to come after, or maybe they would alternate like you know it'd be like wedged one in between the other but i think the the possible like knights of the old republic one might come first if that's indeed what they're doing and then ryan johnson but well i think i mean no one i no one's i don't have any word on that because i haven't seen anything on that but i would think johnson i think is probably farther in pre-production than the other ones because they're still wrapping up game of thrones um and it being the final season with what eight six or eight movie length episodes like that's a big. That's a lot riding on on the end of that series. So they may not have even thought about Star Wars yet. Like, yeah, we'll get to it here in a minute. But 
e- either way, this is not any of the announced stuff so far. So I have no idea where it w- what, what, what would it be. What would you want, Chris? It, uh, anything out of the Star Wars universe? Because really, if it's going to be limited, maybe similar to Obi-Wan, it, it seems like it's going to be from six to ten episodes. At least we can kind of say that. What yeah. one thing would you want expanded? Like just pick a character, pick an idea, an object in the Star Wars universe. What show would you watch? I, I honestly, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm literally at a loss for it. I don't want anything, like... If anything, I would like a Jedi-filled show for once, because we don't have any Jedi-filled shows other than the animated Clone Wars coming out later mm-hmm. this year. Um, but, I mean, what do I, what do? I, do? I would, Maybe I want something newer in the new timeline, post um, whatever the episode no, 9 is. Know what I want to know more about? I have always been just infatuated with lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like. I want to know the history behind how you make them, who builds them, the crystals that are involved with it. I think they explored some of the stuff in the animated series, like Jedi temples and, and whatnot, but I don't know. Give me like an apprenticeship of like somebody trying to like make their lightsaber or something like so, that. I love lightsabers. It's like if you had to distill yeah. Star Wars down to its like most basic, like just like flashy thing, it's the lightsaber. Give me a lightsaber show. The, I don't the know what you weapon. Yeah, I don't know what you want to call it, what you want to do. Is but, it a mockumentary like making lightsabers? Like it's one of those things where like we have like the Food Channel Network, so it's like <laughs> one of those things where like behind the scenes, how do you make it? But really there are clone war- there is a one clone wars episode. It might have been three maybe a three-way like a three episode thing deal um mm-hmm. but they really go into that actually like i can shoot you that one over like you're, you're gonna get a lot of an- questions answered yeah. what would what would be kind of cool since they did kind of bring up the idea of making items for war in the last star wars movie about like hey we make it and we sell it to whoever wants it Maybe that maybe somebody out there could be making like bootleg lightsabers or something like that, and some young Padawan has to go in and like shut down this rogue operation. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I just want more lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, you need you need to watch this episode to learn more about lightsabers for you. Cool, can, good can to do know. that. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe you know, put me on Canto Bite for six to ten episodes, <laughs> Mike. I want to see the gambling life and the casino life, and um, maybe it's about someone behind, like a worker there who's just trying to. Catch up and, and Chris, I'm afraid you might be the only one that wants that. <laughs> I really don't want it, so <laughs> things I also don't want include the Avatar sequels. Ooh, spicy little, take. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Avatar films two and three per James Cameron were shot back to back for digital motion capture. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are completely done, and they have five months left of live action shooting. Um, just five total months. It. And this these these movies take place years after the original one. Um, apparently, maybe the main characters have like a, a child together, and I don't know how fast kids grow and stuff in in that world or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, it sounds like we're not going to be picking up right where the first one left off. So that's good in my book, I guess. I just... ha- has uh, visiting Pandora at Disney World not endeared you more to the property of Avatar? No, no, <laughs> nope, it, not at all. If it had a good story, I might be in, enthralled. But you know, I'm I'm not watching Dances to Wolves on you know this Dances with Wolves on this alien planet or or whatever Pocahontas. It's not really doing it for me, Mike. I, I gotta see something original. Um, <laughs> the the, the, se- the sequel is just gonna be some sort of weird rehash of like the Pinocchio story. Like what are the, what is going on here? He's remaking more... he's remaking the Disney Cinematic Universe with avatars. It's probably uh, the Little Mermaid because he always wants to go underwater in one of these movies. And oh yeah, that's right. They're gonna find these these uh, this underwater civilization who wants to be humans and like someone's building a machine to transfer their consciousness into human bodies. And all the avatars underwater for some reason just love. They're a singing culture, so they're always doing musical mm-hmm. numbers. <laughs> and they're collecting all the remnants of the human colonists or mining colonists who were there, and that's all their doodads and thingamajiggers. And oh yep, you're right. I know. I'm calling this right now. <laughs> And then the other one will be Wally in the future when the robots are cleaning up the planet after they destroyed it. So we'll see. <laughs> the Flash, the movie, the uh, movie. Ez- Ezra Miller is talking about the Flash movie opening up the DC multiverse and the Speedster multiverses, which I know you're familiar with from watching the Flash TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, which made me think a little bit like all these random ass movies are working on are possibly going to be brought together in a multiverse 
uh, kind of scenario later on. I mean, it's honestly, it's a safe bet. That's literally what they're doing on TV <laughs> right now. You know, uh, um, Supergirl started at CBS in a totally different dimension, and now she's on the CW, and that's literally how they bring her into the other dimensions through the Flash's TV show. And, and they you know, do it jump. when they team up, right? Yeah. Not all the time. Yeah, exactly. And they can just kind of like make any new shows that they want and just throw them in any dimensions. <laughs> and it's really funny. It, it's really funny to see how like on a network budget you can portray like different dimensions like literally there's a dimension on the flash tv show where you go there and just all of their screens are just in portrait mode <laughs> instead of landscape and that's like the one defining feature you're just like walking around through like their city and they just everyone has just r- r- rotated their screens like 90 degrees it's just so silly but it's just kind of funny um but I mean, yeah, this this could work. I mean, this is a strategy for sure to kind of explain all of the nonsense going on over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Ezra Miller. Um, I I enjoyed him as the Flash. I hope they can really cement him as a speedster in his own movie. I don't know when that's going to come. <laughs> well, what this actually gave me an idea is: what if you know everyone? We we talked about the Avengers was the team up of all the people coming together, right, to mm-hmm. save the world. Justice League was essentially the same exact movie, but way worse. Why can't DC make their big team-up movie the essentially the series Crisis on Infinite Earths, where it's not necessarily everyone's coming together to save the world from a big alien who's coming to, to rule it, but like they're saving it from the collapse of all the multiverses so they can deal with all these worlds coming together rather than have them all in one world and like, right, you're only saving your world. Because DC has that ability on lock way easier to access with the, the Flash, because if they can put it into a TV show and explain it, they can put it into a movie and explain it just as well. Now, so. what, now, what would be crazy and next level along the same lines of what you're thinking here, and only Warner Brothers could do this because Warner Brother owns these characters full stop. So they have control of all of the DC properties at the mothership kind of level. What if they did do that and even expanded it to the TV shows? Like, you know, obviously write it in a way to where your TV shows can still exist. But wouldn't that be crazy if Grant Gustin, who's just on your little tiny screen playing The Flash, showed up on the big screen next to Ezra Miller, even just for 15 minutes? Like, that would be just insane, like, if you could go to that level. I mean, and that's kind of almost what media requires of us now. Like, if you want to make a splash in pop culture with all of this competition out there, you got to pool in all of your assets, you know. That would just be insane. That would be so cool. Like, everybody would freak out and geek out and I, I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's likely to happen, but that's how you make a splash and be like, hey, Marvel, you ain't doing this at this well, level. So, and, and then watch them do it on their Disney Plus shows. <laughs> like, yeah, like almost immediately after. But what would be also cool, what if you got Ezra Miller to go in the TV show as well Ooh, in one of the episodes? That would like, be cool. Like, they film all the stuff at once for the TV and the movie, and they're like, here's your footage. Yeah. Make, they, make it happen in yeah, the show. They just need someone visionary that doesn't think about it as return on investment. Think about it as return on your fans. Like, keep those people grounded and really loving the DC Universe that, that just be like, okay, clearing Ezra's calendar and getting him to Vancouver to be able to film a scene for the TV show of The Flash. Well, put him like, on a green screen running. Like, he doesn't really have to do anything. Just yeah, show him. Like, all yeah, you gotta but, do is show him. Yeah, that's true. It's just like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be maybe worth all the effort financially but like holy crap would everybody be blogging and talking about that through like the nerd community that the dc was the first to kind of cross these major properties over in a huge way but um i'll give i'll give a shout out to the flash tv show they're on a little break right now but if you the the next most recent episode coming back from their break is going to be King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd, which is I think super crazy and super cool. Like these two big CG characters on like a on a, just a network broadcast TV budget, and they're just throwing them into an episode together. I'm sure some of the parts are going to look really weird and kind of uh, oddly textured and not motion captured quite right. But I think it's going to be crazy and weird enough to work. So there's a lot of loyal people watching that show. Throw Ezra Miller in there. That'd be crazy. That'd be even crazier. <laughs> well, I also want to go back and actually say Marvel actually did do this first when they brought Samuel. L. Jackson and Sif into Agents that, of Shield. That's true. I will give them props for the Samuel L. Jackson side of things. Maybe not yeah. so much the Sif because those episodes seem to like not go anywhere or really do anything. But but they still brought one of the movie actors into the TV show, whether it was is a huge actor or not. It's not like bringing Chris Hemsworth or you know anybody into there. But like they still, mm. 
made the effort to bring someone from the movies in. Which... Yeah, it'd be like bringing in uh, Alfred from yeah. Batman vs Superman into uh, one of the CW shows. Like, oh. okay, well that's cool. But in, I mean... in, in Crisis on the Infinite Earth, they go grab Penny Alfred out of the show Pennyworth and put him in there. It's like a murderous <laughs> Alfred who's they have to send on like stealth black ops missions. Oh geez, that's one. That's uh, I think the Pennyworth show is going to need that. So. God, they need something. That's for sure. We haven't even seen it yet, so we could be wrong. Krypton, apparently, amazing. So I mean, we we could be wrong. Uh, probably not. It's on Epics. But uh, anyway, Mike, that's all our news for this week. You got anything else you want to throw my way? No, I think that's good. I'm looking forward to uh, next week. We'll talk a little bit more about Umbrella Academy on yes. the record with spoilers, and then the week after that, freaking Captain Marvel here and ready to go. Really, really kicking off the uh, superhero year for us for sure because mm-hmm. it's that and then shazam and then hellboy and then Endgame. i mean the only way we can go is higher further and faster baby like that's mm-hmm. really all i'm seeing this year going so there you go but anyway mike people know what you're up to what are you doing where can they find you at well they can follow me at mike royer design on instagram and twitter and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com Chris, if people want to catch up with you and see that video of your cat watching another cat on television, which is actually pretty funny, uh, where can they find that? You can find me on uh, t- uh, Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. I did post a video there. Uh, I was like, did I? Then on Instagram at Valdan87, and you can find my cat Gemma, named after Gemma Simmons in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., watching Goose, the cat from Captain Marvel. It's all <laughs> it's all related. You might even find a Stan Lee cameo, Mike, if you, if you look hard enough. <laughs> all there, right. there, there is. Uh, you can also have a comic UI. We are less than a month away from C2E2. I'm very excited. Uh, word on the street is I might get to see Paul Rudd in Ooh, person. Love that guy. I mean, I hopefully he is not little person size. Like from start, the <laughs> start working on your anecdote. You need an anecdote before you go to talk to a celebrity. I know. I need. I need. I need. I need to do it because he's there for the clueless reunion, which is actually going on there. Hopefully, they get Bill Pope. The, the, the hey, in there, there so. you go. That's your anecdote. <laughs> yeah, tell me about Bill. I want to know about Bill. Yeah, um, and you'll but, seem uh, extra cool and like edgy because like you know somebody who worked on the production. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did Bill go from your movie to the Matrix? What happened? Was he that good on your movies? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's coming up. If you guys have anything you want me to cover or do there, or what, if you're gonna be there and want to say hi and uh, you know hang out with me, uh, get some selfies on whatever. Let me know. We'll do that. Mike, if people want to tune into our Umbrella Academy and Captain Marvel reviews, which are coming up around the corner, where can they find all of our episodes at? Uh, it's so easy, Chris. All you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues that we host our little show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see that live stream of Goose the Cat or if you want to link to the Wolverine uh, podcast trailer, if you want to see those uh, Daredevil New York Times billboards, yeah, we got all those links in our show notes. Everything's nicely I Itemized and time stamped. It's it's just awesome. I love our show notes. And you can also get upcoming releases of all the films that we're keeping track of this year. A nice itemized, quick to look list on our website. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We'll put it wherever you want. Let us know if there's a podcast service that we don't know about and we'll put it there. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch. Like shirts, uh, mugs, mouse pads at superheroslate.com slash store. And uh, we love hearing from you. Reach out to us in the YouTube comments, in Twitter. You can send us an email. Uh, I don't think we have our addresses out there, but for some reason, if you have a physical address or any of the two of us, write us a letter. I'm not going to give that out on the internet because that's weird. Uh, but if you have it, you can write me a letter or Chris, and that would be cool too. Um, or just take a picture of it and email it to us too. We'll, we'll, we'll accept that. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll acknowledge Yeah, that might be a little bit more streamlined. But yeah, we love hearing from you. We love our fans. If you want to be a super fan, all you got to mm-hmm. do is share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. And it seems like for these next couple weeks, we might be here twice a week doing spoiler casts. So make sure you're subscribed, and those uh, reviews and spoiler casts will pop up in your feed as well. So, bam, there you go, Chris. Another week down the drain. Yes, it is down the drain, and four more episodes in the next two weeks, Mike. Four more episodes. Four. No, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> not really, probably. But anyway, I guess we'll catch you guys then. See ya. All right, see you on the flippity. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Like the Olympics when they come around? Like, I just so very, very vaguely don't need it. I don't know. Who's watching TV? Not us. Not us.